Welcome to the Tending Our Nets podcast, where we believe in the gospel of Jesus Christ. We encourage everyone to learn more. We work to equip believers to share their faith with everyone they know. Welcome to the Tending Our Nets podcast. My name is Joshua Sherman, and I am your host here. I've been talking about the destiny of believers, where we will go when we die, talking about where we will spend eternity, talking about what it means to be children of God and co-heirs with Christ. I made some claims uh, a couple episodes ago about what Scripture says, about who we will be as children of God, as co-heirs with Christ. And I want to back those up a little bit with some scripture today. So first of all, I'm going to start with Romans 8. This is from Romans 8, verses 16 through 18 from the NIV. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now, if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ, if indeed we share in his sufferings, in order that we may also share in his glory. For I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. So, Paul lays it out. We are children of God in Christ, heirs of God, co-heirs with Christ. These are not just idle words. He means it. We are part of God's family. We will be part of God's family. We will be part of how God is actually ruling and ordering creation in the new creation, in the new heavens and the new earth. We see this made plain again when Jesus, responding to the Sadducees, says, The people of this age marry and are given in marriage, but those who are considered worthy of taking part in the age to come and in the resurrection from the dead will neither marry nor be given in marriage, and they can no longer die, for they are like the angels. They are God's children since they are children of the resurrection. In other uh, translations, actually says they are sons of God since they are sons of the resurrection. The difference between children and sons there isn't just about gender, the way that we think about it. So it's not really just saying only men, um, but the idea being that the sons were the ones that would inherit things in ancient Israel, in the ancient world. So it's the idea of being God's children and also being people who inherit things. Not exclusive to men. This is actually inclusive. All of God's children, right? But um, that's part of what's being the connotation that's being included here when it says sons of God is sons, people who inherit what God passes on to his children. Obviously, that's a different kind of passing on when you're talking about God who's not going anywhere. Um, But we still have the incredible gift to inherit from God. What else do we have? Paul in 1 Corinthians 6, 3 says this, he says, do you not know that we will judge angels? How much more the things of this life? It's hard to even imagine what it means when Paul says that we will judge angels, but I think he's serious. I think he's saying that we will actually be part of how God orders creation. We will be part of God's heavenly court. Angels in scripture, actually the term that we have for angel literally just comes from a couple of terms that mean messenger. Angelas in Greek and malak in Hebrew. They mean messenger. They can actually apply to both humans and to heavenly beings. So when we think of angels as heavenly beings or spiritual beings, 
we're actually kind of maybe thinking a little bit off. Angels usually in scripture is referring to spiritual beings that are acting in the role of a messenger, the role of an angel, of a malak, of an angelas. Um, but that's not actually an ontological term. They are spiritual beings, but they are acting as messengers. We are going to be judging them. We are going to be higher in rank than them. That is what it means to be sons and daughters of God, parts of God's heavenly court, not just the ones that are taking the messages to people, but the ones that are helping to actually be involved in the administration of God's governance of creation. 1 John 3, 2, Dear friends, now we are children of God, and what we will be has not yet been made known. But we know that when Christ appears, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. That's probably the most amazing one to me, to try to even contemplate what it means that we will be like Christ. Not that we will somehow be part of the Trinity in our, our very nature, not that we will somehow be equal to God, be our own gods or anything like that, but what does it mean that we will be like Christ? I think often we sell short what it actually means to be saved, what it actually means to be part of God's family, what it actually means that we will be co-heirs with Christ, that we are called children of God, that we will be like Christ. These are all things that scripture says about those who believe in Jesus Christ and serve him faithfully on earth. That's an amazing thing. It's beyond comprehension. We don't even have language to really describe it outside of we will be like him for we shall see him as he is. What do you do with that? Right? That I think is far beyond what we usually think of when we think of I've got my ticket to heaven. That I think is good news. Everybody needs to hear. It's important and I think that it helps to really set the tone for what is in play when we're talking about accepting or rejecting Christ. That's all for today. Thank you for joining me. As always, please like, subscribe, share, rate, review on your podcast apps, on YouTube, on social media, so that we can get the word out and help to equip Christians to share their faith effectively with everyone they know. God bless. You've been listening to the Tending Our Nets podcast. If you like what you hear, check us out at the Raven Creek Social Club and by searching for us on social media via Tending Our Nets. Who raise us up to bear-